Hi and welcome back to the greatest podcast since Boratius Borough. Welcome to the the three Maraglum podcast. My name is Mendel. I'm joined here with EC and Aaron. Yeah, and we're we are here. we are Let's here. Go. We're back. <laughs> Finally back. Three Maraglum are back. We are better than ever. Disclaimer: We've no. been gone for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't yeah. be an episode if we didn't so, have a disclaimer. Every yeah. episode needs Big a disclaimer. disclaimer. So, above, we were out because we were just too depressed that day. Too much uh, fasting and Holocaust movies and just straight up depression. So, we I felt like a, it was just not I had good. a headache. I did not. I wasn't so depressed. I just had a very, very yeah. large headache. And we, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the next week, Aaron was, was vac- vacationing. Just fine, we don't we don't vacation shame in this podcast, but yeah, that's what was happening. So now we're back. We're and back. We hope we hope you've been looking on Spotify and reloading the page, waiting for the next one to come out. But uh, yeah, I feel bad. Imagine becoming hooked to this amazing podcast <laughs> and then just not hearing from them. So many people. Yeah, I know. So according, many uh, our- according to our statistics. I'm sure all our listeners would be blown away. Most of you guys are probably from, think most of you guys listening are from, I believe, Czechoslovakia. Is that correct? We have one listener from Czechoslovakia. Yeah, we're gonna have to start <laughs> speaking whatever language they speak from there. Let's see. We got we got some Germany, some South Africa, some France, and some Mexico. Oh, that may have. It's pretty cool. I feel like the <laughs> Mexico was when I was in vaca- oh, vacation. Right, there. Right, right, right. And like the friends that were listening to it in Mexico, probably it showed up uh, from Mexico. Some of them are VPNs also, for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. so we're glad that you're listening wherever you're from. Thank you for waiting. We're back. And we have some great things to talk about this week. For example, this week's Parsha is Re'e. So we're not going to speak about that. And we're going to talk about Akev, which was last week's Parsha. And there was an interesting thing I read. It was about the, the Baal Shem Tov said that... Um, we can see from the Pasuk, it says in Devarim that so that God may, etc., etc., grant you compassion and be compassionate with you. That's in Devarim chapter 13. So grant you compassion refers to our ability to be compassionate. So the phrase be compassionate with you implies that as a result of our compassionate acts, Hashem actually showers us with overt compassion because Hashem mirrors our actions. You know what they say, Mida keneged Mida. So when we act compassionately towards anyone or anything, you know, within nature, whether it's animals, plant life, humans, other Jews, if we're compassionate towards them, Hashem mirrors our deeds and is compassionate towards us. That's why the Pasuk is worded in this Lashon, in this wording. So it's important to realize this because in order for us to be properly motivated in our divine service, if we're believing that our, our deeds have no value, in heaven, then we we won't bother to serve Hashem. If we do things on this planet and we don't think that they have any sort of effect in heaven, then what's our incentive to do good? So this is, when somebody thinks that, oh, I'm so small and I have no power within myself to affect any spiritual things, then it's actually too much humility. You know, they say that everything's good in moderation, so is humility, believe it or not. Somebody can be so humble that they think that none of their actions actually take, uh, take a, they have any effect in this world or in the other worlds. They just think that they're so nothing that nothing can happen. And that's, that's a false, you know, it's an, it's an unhealthy extreme. And it's similar to what our sages said, that the humility of Reb Zechariah caused the temple's destruction. 
So it leads to a lack of accountability, like we learned in the last podcast about, you know, the rabbis that ended up saying that the, you know, we can't tell the Romans or what if they can't, you know, the, the rabbi who had the decision whether or not to let Bar Kamsa's sheep go through or not actually mm-hmm. made, uh, caused the base of Migdash to be destroyed because of yeah. his humility. Because it leads to a lack of accountability when you're so, you know, humble and you take it to that extreme. So the truth is, is that all of our thoughts, words, and actions actually reverberate loudly in heaven. If they are positive, then they sustain the angels, illuminate the heavens, and provide God with satisfaction that he eagerly awaits. All that wonderful stuff. But if we truly understood this, we would throw ourselves eagerly into God's service. So the idea is, if you seek God's compassion, show compassion to others. Hashem mirrors our actions. Yeah, I, I definitely um, think that's a good point, especially the idea of being um, maybe too humble, or maybe it can be described as a lack of self-worth. A lot of times we're viewed at in the Torah as um, pieces of sand or, you know, like amongst the stars because we're so many and we're so small in the eyes of Hashem. And the idea that we're so small in the eyes of Hashem has more to do with His greatness versus our lack of worth because the effect we have on on refining the world and then making it a, a vessel for Hashem is actually really really valuable well at a certain level everything is absolutely nothing to God everything physical doesn't even we can't understand how nothing it is compared to God at a certain level but in another level we are still necessary he still wants us to do his mission you know we're all a soldier in his army in this world to complete the tasks that he wants us to complete but yeah at a certain level everything even a cockroach to the greatest human being who ever lived holiest human being who ever lived at this in the same way in in one way to look at it they are nothing compared to god in the exact same level like there's no difference between but the greatest the, rabbi and a cock like whatever the the difference is is that if we're able to serve hashem which is why we're brought down here. What we're brought down here to do is to serve Hashem, make a, a dwelling place uh, for Him down on this physical world. If we believe that we can have any positive effect towards any part of Hashem, whether it's our own sight or a lower level, whatever it is, if we believe we can have any positive effect towards Hashem, that is such a valuable thing because Hashem is Hashem is Emma, Hashem is everything. And if we can have a positive effect on that, then that is obviously such a real that's really valuable it's not something small it's not something oh because hashem is so much greater it wouldn't matter if we can have any sort of effect on hashem that would be a really powerful thing and he he explains to us that we do have a positive effect when when we connect and refine the world down here and we treat other living things with respect other people and we if we treat his creation with respect and and we're kind towards them and we're and all those things then then he treats us with respect and we're ultimately accomplishing something extremely powerful the idea of what we're brought down here for yeah and to add to that being kind and compassionate actually releases dopamine in our brains we're hardwired to enjoy building connections and being nice and doing nice things there it's natural for us to feel a feel-good emotion when we actually do that so it's like the icing on the cake you're you know you're doing what Hashem wants you're also causing the mirror effect to happen and you get the instant gratification too of having a nice rush of good feeling inside yeah. of you the word it also builds your character 
it, it refines your strengths and and it makes you a better person when you focus on other people and and you try to lift them up and try to and you respect them and you do good things for them then it also refines you as a person totally and i, I want to introduce maybe the first three miraglum challenge so for everyone listening if you work in like an office setting in a professional setting where people are wearing suits and ties or you go to shul on shabbos and everyone's wearing a suit and tie and if you happen to see a guy with something that you absolutely dislike it could be a pair of shoes tie a suit jacket a suit a hat whatever it is walk up to that guy and say you look really sharp today even though he doesn't look sharp well he obviously <laughs> well he obviously looks sharp if he's wearing if he's wearing a suit and right tie. but i think it's mendel's point that mendel is your point that uh if you do that then people will tell you that you look sharp no, I think the idea is... Actually, I don't recommend that. I think new challenge. Forget that challenge. If you see somebody and you actually like what they're wearing or you want to compliment somebody but you feel kind of embarrassed, just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you just make somebody's day better, you don't know what your, your effects can have. And if you end up speaking to that person, then it was meant to happen. So that means there is some sort of divine reason that you actually spoke to that person so new challenge don't actually lie and give people fake compliments go give out some, some real compliments, compliments. Yeah, yeah yeah real compliments are always a good thing you mm-hmm. ever heard. yeah that was so that was basically like the whole point of this week's partial like it was just the entire partial was just going about um how all our actions have impact like first much like in the second aliyah much talks about how um all the averis that we do like they're gonna have like big big punishments and big impacts and then he backs it up he brings in this the case of the golden calf which was one of the worst of errors and then at the end he talks about how he destroyed the luchos but then he brought back the second luchos so even though we all, we will get punished for for things that we do in how whatever way it is but there's always room for teshuva yeah it's coming up of was elul ba it's time to do tshuva I mean it's crazy the years I mean yeah. they're just flying the months are flying we're almost at Rosh Hashanah maybe we'll do some special thing I don't know we'll see but uh yeah the coronavirus really just sped up everything it's good to know that we have a merciful God who is always forgiving no matter what for mm-hmm. those that know Rabbi Yaron Ruvain they would know the importance <laughs> of tshuva of course yeah <laughs> Something. Any, any rabbi, any not exactly, not exactly a ch- every legitimate rabbi, not exactly a choice. Every legitimate rabbi talks about tshuva because it's it's returning. Even a tzaddik can return. It doesn't need to be someone who's sinned. You know, a, a, the person who never sinned in his life still needs to return because there's no limit to how close you can get to God. So yeah. every rabbi, I mean, this is what we do as Jews: is we try and connect to God by learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, and there's no limit. So really. That's that's why every rabbi is going to preach tshuva, tshuva, right now, especially in Elul, and people are going to go to shul at like 6 in the morning for slichas, like all the parties. Mm-hmm. Tshuva, you know, yeah. because they, it's that time, and there's no limit to it, you know, it's like yeah. unlimited. For the average person who, who, it's a little bit harder for them to stay perfect in thought and action at all times, um, they do have to rely on tshuva either on a daily basis or if it takes time Everyone for them to get around it. Everybody has to rely on tshuva to some extent. And, and it's really powerful because it's something that you, it takes the virus that you've done, chastrom, and it turns it into a positive because 
it shows that when you were doing it in that moment, it wasn't something that you wanted to do. It was something that either you had a lack of self-control or you were in a different mindset, whatever it was. But when you came around and you came to do Teshuvah and it was, it was with your full heart, then it, it transforms that Avera into a positive thing because it shows that your intention was never really there. Your intention was in the Teshuvah. Your intention was connecting to Hashem. It was never really in that Avera. It was just a weak moment. Sounds awesome. It's like, imagine somebody builds up a criminal rap sheet. So he has a record for robbery, assault, you know, the list of stuff. And then it's like, it's like, all right, I want to return to society. Starts doing all the right things. Now all of a sudden, oh, so you robbed somebody here. And now you're the mayor of the town. And you know, everything, everything. Oh, that, that, is, that does happen. Just transforms. The there are people who are heroes because of the things that they did in the past. When, and when how they made a comeback. One of my favorite stories is like kind of like an opposite version. But basically, um, there was a story of this of this guy who when he was doing business and he had to look professional, he would dress in a short suit and a nice suit and he'd go out and he'd do his professional business. And then when he went, when he went um, to his hometown where he'd be davening and, and doing prayers in the holidays, he used to wear a kapata. And um, after a few years or so, he showed up to his hometown in, in a nice suit. And, and the Rebbe came up to him. He was like, I'm very, like, in, I'm very shocked by this. Cause, but he's like, he's like, why are you here in a short suit? Why aren't you in your kapata? And he, he responded, I, I felt like I was uh, faking the whole Hasidish guy thing because I wasn't wearing like a long a suit when I was at work. Like only going, when he went to the Rebbe, he wore like special Hasidish clothing. Yeah, so he felt like he was he was faking the Rebbe by wearing Hasidish clothing, a longer kapata, because when That's he goes out... That's not his normal style. Yeah, when he goes out into business, he wears a short suit. So he thought he was uh, faking the Rebbe. And the Rebbe said, I always thought that you were faking the businessmen going out in the short suit. Ah. So when you came here with a short suit, I was like, I felt kind of like, what is this? Ah. So that's kind of like the mindset we have to have in the opposite way. It teaches you about perspective, how perspective is everything. Yeah. It's just about how you think. So if he thought that, exactly, if he thought that he was faking the Hasidim, then he's faking the, but if he's, you see, it's all about perspective. Everything's about perspective. Exactly. Interesting. It's pretty genius. So in the other way around, when we go and we and we're doing Navera, then when we come back and and we say, Oh, I'm not gonna do a mitzvah because I did this Avera and I don't feel like I'm cap- I should be doing this mitzvah, I'm not up to this standard, then what are you doing? You're f- almost like faking God. You're you're faking your connection with Hashem. But if you go and you do that Avera and then you still go and do that mitzvah anyway, however hard it is However uh, ingenuine you may feel, it turns out that you're actually uh, faking out like the Yetzirah because you give in, sometimes you fail, sometimes you're not perfect in action. But if you go and do your mitzvahs anyway, you go and you have your positive effect after that, that shows that whereas you, your true intention is having a positive effect and doing Torah mitzvahs. And you've got to have the, the positive mentality as well to yeah. go along with it. Because you can't have, right, like you said, you can't have the... the the mentality and the attitude like oh i'm such a sinner and i'm no you have to have the there is always a way out and i can always escape and i have the roots to get there exactly. you know i have the, the path and the, the rabbis and you know there's enough torah for 
for a lifetime out there. So. Oh, no question about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was schmuck stuff, guys. Two weeks off and we got it all back. Wow. EC like is always comes in clutch with the compliments. Every yes, man. That's so inspiring. <laughs> I'm ready for L. You ready for training camp too? Oh, this I think this is our. Well, if we're going into sports now. Sure. Uh, this is our first NFL talk of oh, the three wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about football, but like sometimes yeah, I'm know, like passing by a TV and like Dak Prescott's hurt. Aaron Rodgers is still holding out. No, he's back. He's back. He's back, but he might not come back. But training camp has begun, and in the first two days, Carson Wentz is already hurt. There you oh, go. Wow. Yeah, I don't think so, that's uh, really too surprising. <laughs> anyway, the Chiefs are going all the way. Let's hey, just make that hey. NFL predictions we can do later. I do agree, though. Uh, Chargers. You heard it now. Chargers undefeated, obviously, whole season and the playoffs. Well, if the if the Chiefs come within twenty points of the Chargers this entire year, I I would find that very hard to believe. Very man. hard to believe. The Chargers restructured, you know, the whole team like from the inside out. They're whether stacked. it's the rosters, they're, they're really stacked. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun team. They have a nice like they have a new shiny quarterback and a new shiny jersey and <laughs> new stadium, shiny stadium. And oh, name man. and everything. Do you cool. ever see the stadium yeah. from the roof? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's like a giant TV on the roof. I like Miami Stadium. It's I think show. it's nice. Yeah. Well, they're having an F1 like race track on in Miami Stadium soon. So yeah, that's like, going to be interesting. Isn't it outside the stadium? It's like around outside the stadium. Outside the stadium, yeah, around it. Yeah, like how does So, it's going to be weird. Inside, how it's going to be weird because they're going to go around the stadium. So I think like, they're going to build bleachers. Halfway around. Be able to I don't think it. anyone's going to be in the stadium. Maybe. It's very we interesting don't... how they're supposed to build a trek around the stadium. There's going to be a giant stadium in the middle of the For track. those wondering, they're making um, a Grand Prix in Miami. Formula One, yeah. Formula One Grand Prix in Miami. Fastest cars in the world. Yeah, and um, we may or may not have a Three Maraglin showing when they when they do show up. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have the Three Maraglin represent when, when they come to Miami. You know, yeah. We will give out some signed merch if you find us there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean... Yeah, maybe we should. We're still anonymous. Maybe we recognize our voice. Maybe we should sponsor an F one team. Oh yeah, that's a great. Get our, idea. We should our logo at the like exactly because the, they the have them all over the cars. They have logos everywhere. I feel cars. like we could get a sponsorship for like Haas or something. They're Haas, so yeah, bad. maybe Haas. <laughs> they almost, They're American. They <laughs> we'll get back to you guys on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just quick F one talk for anyone who's interested. If you're not, well, whatever. It's okay. But basically, what happened? What's happening now is the last. So, Lewis Hamilton is basically Tom Brady of F1. He wins every year, and it's really and it's kind of annoying. He's won like the last seven years, I think. And seven out of eight, or something. Yeah, it was seven out of eight. He lost one to Nico Rosberg. Right. So the newcomer. That's the equivalent of Jordan, except Jordan never lost. But yeah, but so there's there the newcomer Max Verstappen is like the next best racer basically, and he was up. By like 35 points to Lewis Hamilton. When you win a race, you get 25. Second place gets 18. So something like that. Basically, it's not easy to gain 35 points. And uh, he's managed to do it in two races. How did he do the first race, Aaron? Um, I don't fully remember the first race. This is very controversial. <laughs> Basically, they just crashed twice no, in a row. Yeah. That's what happened. Lewis Hamilton was the in same, second place. The same team Max crashed was in first place. Lewis Hamilton just like 
clips Max and he goes flying. That was two like, races ago. 50, yeah, the one before this one. Yeah. F- flying 50 miles per hour, crashes, his whole car explodes. He cost, freaked out. He had like a panic attack in the car. Yeah. He was like in shock. It, it cost crazy. Red Bull a million dollars to fix it. That's, That's not crazy. And yeah. Lewis won. So then he gained 25 right there. And then today, Lewis's teammate crashed into Max mm-hmm. and like four other people. Took out like the entire... Uh, same team crashed into the same driver two weeks in a row. Yeah, his teammate. But and not, now his teammate has And then he got second place now. Second? So, no, Verstappen is second. I'm saying Lewis got second place in today's race. Yeah, but now Verstappen is in second. He was and in Verstappen got like ninth or something. Yeah. He, he was in the no, league. no, so he, he he cleaned up 45 points in two weeks. And for, but the, the crazy... Basically Verstappen impossible. basically got no points, though. Yeah, he got like two points, I think. And the other race, he got zero. Yeah. <laughs> so... Kind of unfair. It's a great any, strategy, though, are crashing they doing into you. Investigation your, on that. I don't know, but it's a pretty good strategy, just crashing into I the other Red guy's should, top driver. Red Bull should fight back. Do the same thing with their other team. Also, they have four cars against two. I think they win. Oh unless, yeah, yeah. Unless is William is William still Mercedes? I don't know. That's yeah, it. but they they're not even close enough to cause an accident. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except like today, like six three cars laps got out. behind. Yeah, crazy. But yeah, that's, that's Formula, Formula One. one. Basically, like. Crashing into the opponent, the opposing uh, driver is pretty good strategy. And then blame it on racism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. I don't yeah, think we should. Everything's racism, even the Olympics. The USA team refusing to wear the United States uh, dr- uh, flag on their clothing. I think. Did that happen? No, that's not what happened. So they, I didn't hear about that. They didn't. Um, they didn't like stand for that. And they, they like they like faced the other way. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. And Ben Shapiro's like, how can you, like, what's the difference between the anthem and, like, wearing it on your shirt? Like, if you're going to represent them on your shirt, like, oh, why kneel for the anthem? Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, we did I, this already, though. I, yeah, but this happened, this. this happened before that. It's, it's like a... It's crazy. It's all this... Who started it? NBA, right? Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Oh, it was Colin Kaepernick. Colin. Right. That guy was good. Remember? He was solid. We could could make him an AOC Live of the Week, but not for anything recent. He's the biggest live on Earth. Yeah, but he's not not really... He wants to ban prisons. Yeah, he's not in the discussion there. What do you do if we ban prisons? What would happen? I would just freak out. I would move. (laughs) Where would everybody go? Where are you just going to release everyone from prison and put them where? I'd be I'd feel safer in Guantanamo. If they defunded the police and released all the prisoners, I I would be safer in Guantanamo. Around the, Ahmed, the whatever. defund the police. That's the, Islamophobic. The defund is the police yeah. is so weird. Why? I'll pull up statistics right now. I'm sorry to <laughs> no, interrupt no, no, everything. No, 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 no. I will guarantee you that ninety percent of people in Guantanamo Bay are from like an Islamic background. Okay, that's but, fine. That, we're getting this is we're in the sports segment, guys. All right. right. But yeah, we, we kind of got, got sidetracked. It's all it's all Lewis Hamilton's fault. It's true. That's how it started. Yeah, basically all his racism. Fault. Come on. So we made some predictions about the NBA Finals of a few weeks back, and I know we're a little late on this because the finals are kind of long over. But yeah, um, we I said Bucks in seven. I, I wasn't it. so off. You said Bucks in seven. Um, I don't know. I wanted it to go to seven games because like the Bucks and Suns are like my two favorite teams outside of the Heat. I just love those players that the guys have. Um, EC was a meme. He he wanted to go with the Suns in four. 
Um, that guy was really legendary, but the problem is he wasn't His as over. accurate as he was. That, that prediction was charismatic. True. That prediction was unrealistic. It um, wasn't going to be something. Okay, for. I'm going to be honest. When I made that prediction, you're going to be Giannis. I'm going to be Giannis. Yeah, I'm going to be completely Giannis Antetokounmpo here. So when I made that prediction, Giannis was fresh off of his leg exploding in in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I thought there's no way. Someone can recover from that in a week. Are you talking about the finals MVP? Yeah, yeah oh, we're talking about the finals mean, MVP. Right. The guy oh, who man. dropped 50 a, points. That's fine. I mean, I didn't know he was that much of a superhuman that he could just be caught, like, get Maybe over that injury. injury after wasn't the I'll say right, when I said Suns and Four, I was assuming that Giannis wasn't going to play. Or he was going to come back and get injured like Anthony did. We said Bucks and Seven. We gave the Suns a little bit of hope. We're not going to lie. Yeah, you guys didn't think Giannis would come back like that. In four, though, in four is a little unreal. Look, I even said it on the podcast, I think the last po- or the second to last podcast, that I said I thought the Bucks were better than the Suns if Giannis was healthy, but then Giannis got injured. I would, I would have picked the Bucks if Giannis was healthy, for sure. Yeah. I think a guy who sleeps on the court in Greece for a few years can never be unhealthy. I don't know. Like Underestimating he, Giannis always like exploded. Seemed... Did we not see that injury? But then yeah. he was back. Yeah, I didn't think like that was going to happen. Nothing happened, he was back. I thought he was on drugs. Could be. I, I mean, it might still come out that he was playing with, like, a, something. Could have been. But I think, like, this. Um, our prediction was the more realistic one. At the end of the day, our my prediction, I made another prediction, Bucks and Six, and that became the meme. So EC started mm-hmm. out as a meme. Suns and Four. Oh, Bucks but and then Six. Bucks and Six became, like... Remember when, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, this was, like, eight years ago when LeBron was still in heat. We played the Bucks in the first round. And Brandon Jennings said, like, he's like, oh, we're going to come out, we're going to compete, and we're going to win. And they're like, so uh, how many games? He's like, six. We're going to win in six. And he'd swept them, obviously. But, <laughs> but like, ten years later, Brandon Jennings showed up to the parade yelling bucks in six. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's he was retired, at the finals. No? Yeah, he's retired. Yeah. He, he called it before everyone. Yeah, he called it, like, ten years ago. <laughs> Bucks I think that uh, I think that uh, it was a good finals yeah, just for fun. for the NBA. The whole Giannis story is great for yeah, good for marketing. Him. Great guy. Hopefully, it brings their ratings up. Uh, I don't think so. I just I feel bad. They're they they dropped in one year like fifty percent. Because the NBA is just it's 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 tough nowadays for the NBA. Yeah, but we got the NFL coming up. We're gonna have a lot of more uh, sports. Uh, analysis yeah. from our experts here, EC and Aaron. I and Mendel. I, I and Mendel. The I deepest will, analysis that there is. I will look up one thing a week. You know, that's, I, that's like a bleed. Oh, over. I. You guys, I'm not sure if you guys heard the craziest MLB trade deadline of all time. I don't oh, know yeah. what it's with like sports and doing trade deadlines and tanking and all that stuff. But it's like the newest trend, analytics. It's championship or nothing, and Yankees all these teams know that. No, Yankees. they're not. Yeah. They're they got really Anthony not. Rizzo. They got Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo and like fifty-eight know, other people. But I know still the Cubs. Winning. The Cubs' big three: uh, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, and Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo all got traded. <laughs> yes, and they, they all did. hit home runs within their first uh, week. So. That is very true. I think um, Chris Bryant got traded to the best team on record. So um, I wouldn't put it past them. But right now, the Dodgers traded for Max Scherzer and Trey. Uh, oh, yeah. And Trey Turner. So oh. they um, kind of solidified. Max Scherzer, so that's pretty good. They I think heard, he's good if I know who he is. They heard San Diego was looking into those guys. And L.A. is so fundamentally against San Diego that just because San Diego was making trade offers, they chimed in. They gave up like 
seven prospects just to make sure San Diego that's didn't get it. That's what I do in Catan. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I block at like trades. Yeah. Now that we're talking about baseball, really quick, I saw this video the other day. You know Mark Rober on YouTube? Yeah. So yeah. he made this video about he created an app that can track He's the guy who builds uh he builds machines and does stuff. Yeah, he built cool. he created this app where he can predict baseball calls. Like you know how they have signs and stuff? So he created an app that decodes the signs and predicts what the next what play the will next be. catcher will do. What the like if the guy's gonna steal? You know how like the third base coach will send the sign to the guy on first base to let him know whether to steal or not. Yeah, so but they're always changing their signs. He created a way where after about three or four, uh, like you have to basically plug in the information, and after a few times you can actually. So if you use this in a real game, you can actually find out if the guy's gonna steal or not. Yes. Wow. So um you would need it would need to calibrate because basically how it works Didn't is Didn't the team get in trouble for this? The Astros. The Astros. No, not for that. For sign they, stealing? Yeah. No. No. It wasn't sign stealing. It was sign stealing, but it wasn't um like it wasn't it was catcher signs. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. dugout signs. So basically whenever a catcher put down a sign for which pitch it was going to be, they had a cameras in the outfield mm. looking at the catcher to see what what um pitch he wanted and, and then screen in the... they had like a buzzer that would send a, uh like a message to one of the people in the dugout and then someone in the dugout would hit like a trash can it's so like one time fastball right. two times slider three times change up whatever it was is that cheating yeah 100 they decided it's cheating yes yeah, they of put a camera like in the outfield so you can they can see why can't they have a guy who's like sitting in the outfield with binoculars so why there was actually cheating? a hotel there was a building behind um, Toronto Blue Jays Stadium that if you were in one of the hotel rooms and you had binoculars, you were able to see the catcher's signs. And it's the same reason the TV's five seconds behind. So you can't like tell the signs to the dugout based on someone watching a TV stream. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, so because of that, they had like... Um, someone got caught like signaling the signs over from the hotel room based on using a binocular and they got caught for cheating. Uh, but basically the idea is now is there's a very popular uh, concept that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So that's a very popular thing going around now because everyone cheats. It's basically like... I don't agree with that. Though. If you're not cheating, then then you're not really trying. I don't so agree like, with that. Uh, I'm gonna take steroids because if I'm not taking steroids, then I'm not trying hard. That's enough. what Alex Rodriguez said. I remember when he got caught. For he steroids? said like people used to tell him like, like this guy's Same this catcher this catcher is doing drugs, this third baseman is doing drugs. If I'm not doing drugs, then I'm falling behind. Exactly. But oh, here's yeah. the thing: baseball it's such a technical sport. There's so much ways to cheat by looking at signs or doing drugs this guy created an app that does it which other sport has like cheating scandals like that all the time yeah it's like the with the apple watches and boston and now with the the sticky substances for the pitchers the pitchers are like how are we meant to hold on to the ball yeah wow but uh it is pretty crazy so either they have to come because the mlb basically for the most part they let cheating go unless you're able to see it on TV, right? Because, like, if the fans don't realize there's cheating, like, why bring it up? Well, I think like this. It's a multi, multi-million dollar industry. Whether a team wins or not is plays a huge factor on how much these players are going to get paid in the future and all that stuff. I, I cannot, like, say that I agree with it morally because 
if you cheat, you are potentially robbing someone of a few million dollars. Another team, or another organization, or another roster full of players. Exactly. You know? So I, just, I think cheating shouldn't be a thing. I think they should just crack down on cheating in general and keep the sport more pure so we know what's going on and not have all these random stuff where we don't know if this is considered cheating or if that's considered cheating. Russia had a huge scandal, remember, in the Olympics? Right now, that's why if you watch the Olympics, there's no Team Russia. (laughs) It's Team Russian Olympic Committee. They have a different (laughs) flag. Nice. And Why? Because the they're not just because the country of Russia is banned from the Olympics because they were drugging everyone, mm-hmm. right? So it's T. It's Russian Olympic Committee. They say Putin. Was they're involved. called the Rock. R O C. What the Russian? The Russian Olympic, Olympic Committee. Committee. If you look at right, like the standings, will say like USA, China, Japan, R O C. Did they win anything? It's the same players. Probably. Yeah, same players. But they were all doing drugs like five years ago. I mean, they're under the Russian Olympic Committee now, so they probably get tested all the time. But yeah. So that's pretty interesting. So that's mm-hmm. like the Olympic Ronstadt team, not necessarily the country. Yeah, that was our Olympic talk. Also, <laughs> swimming swimming's pretty cool. So Besides we that. we had free agency Kawhi just um, us opted out of his player option, which we all know he's coming to the Heat. But yeah, of course. Obviously, it wouldn't be a real free agency if the Heat just didn't sign Kawhi and Kyle Lowry. Right. They need both of them. Oh, of course, they're gonna both. Yeah, so it's if we get a... both of them, right? If we get Kawhi and Kyle oh, Lowry wait, wait, Aaron. with Jimmy Butler. Aaron, you're forgetting that Kyle Lowry comes with a pair because he they're, they're never going to be separate. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are a pair. They're never going to be separate again. Yeah. So we're getting Kawhi. Kawhi. Kyle Lowry. And DeMar DeRozan. And Jimmy Butler. I feel like and well, a... we're keeping Jimmy Butler and yeah. Bam and Tyler Duran Duncan Robinson. So we're keeping everybody. How is yeah. that possible? I think this is a great roster. By signing everyone. It sounds like a joke. No. <laughs> they have <laughs> enough space? They have yeah, enough yeah, money yeah, for this? Yeah, for sure. It's for the sure. Heat. Pat Riley. Pat yeah, Riley can do not? anything. Nah, you if you get are... LeBron and Chris Bosh so and next Wade, you can do anything. Exactly. Next year's lineup, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, and Giannis. Exactly. And Giannis. I say that Kawhi is a question mark. And Lowry's a question mark. The no, no, no. Lowry's question mark. like apparently official. Kawhi is a lock. Okay, away. No. Kyle's a lock. <laughs> away from 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 Kawhi. They which... can have a different team next year, but it's not going to look like that. That's not that's not going to be my starting five. Would it's not going to be Kawhi, Giannis, Kyrie, DeRozan, Kyle, not Kyrie. You can't get Kyle, Kyle. You can't get Kyrie and LeBron also. We're getting Giannis last year. Oh, and I heard Dwayne Wade's coming out of retirement. I don't, nice. I don't want Dwayne Wade. That sucks. All he does, is, all he does, is post up and shoot fadeaway jumpers and they're all bricks no nah, i'm kidding he's old that. he is a brick uh and then russell westbrook went to the lakers which is yeah kind of i dumb. saw that was nuts so yeah stupid. it is kind of dumb NBA but it's the so same they have two time. lebrons they have lebron and lebron xl okay yeah. <laughs> let's put it this way if you think the lakers are the only unfair team in the nba they're right not. now it's the not. nets and the lakers it's going to be the, the the battle of the unfairs as long unless they all get injured <laughs> you know i thought it was funny when Giannis is like he's like oh we won now we're gonna go try another one i was like nah <laughs> unless Giannis, no unless Giannis picks up a guy like mm-hmm. if they trade um for luca or maybe something maybe Kawhi's going to the bucks Ooh, if maybe kd will step on the line at the three point at the, uh, if Giannis, line. if the bucks that's trade, what it took it took Kyrie and James Harden to get injured and Kevin Durant stepping on the line for them. Look, to if lose. the Bucks yeah. trade for Steph and Curry, I think they have a chance of both. Yeah, if the Bucks get Steph Curry. <laughs> Curry's not leaving. I know, but Steph it would be Curry's funny. It would be funny to okay, see Okay, what about Kawhi? No. What if Kawhi's... Like, no, what if they got Dame Lillard to just show possible. up? To show up and just... If the Bucks get threes. Dame... 
Then Giannis can just stay in the bubble. We're getting Dean. Nah, are they? No, we're getting Kyle Lowry and Damian Lillard. If Damian Lillard doesn't get, if Damian Lillard doesn't get, I think in my opinion, people talk about Chris Paul all day. Damian Lillard. Oh, Chris Paul's a free agent too. Yeah, but he's 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 a break now. I don't want Damian Lillard. He will be better than Chris Paul, with or without a trophy. But I think he might. If he does, he he deserves a ring. I mean, dude, this guy can show up. And just take over a game. Doesn't matter who's on the court. Yeah. Literally. And if he goes to the Bucks, Giannis can just stay in the post. Doesn't need to work. It's sad on that shot. he has to leave the Trailblazers because, like, now the NBA is just like either be loyal or lose or try or to get or get the entire NBA to get injured and Kevin Durant step on the line. <laughs> then you can maybe win the finals. Like the Bucks got the it's the luckiest yeah. championship ever. How did KD get his rings? He, By joining the best you team. You do the best for you. Now he's on another team that has the potential. The Bucks to only do won that. because like. Because Kawhi Leonard got injured, Anthony Davis got injured, Kyrie and Kevin Love, and not Kevin, Kyrie and James Harden got injured, and Kevin Durant stepped in the line. Like everybody got injured. I don't but see yeah. LeBron winning another championship. Well, now they have Russell Westbrook, so, so I don't know if that, I don't know if that means they're gonna win. But. So now we're gonna do the AOC Lib of the Week, and for this week's AOC Lib of the Week, I would like to do Facebook because I think that they are. Restricting our uh, freedom of speech in a way because they are a social media platform, and how and for business and for business how a platform is supposed to work Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter all these platforms how they're supposed to work is that you have your information that you want to spread and unless it's dangerous to society then it can't be shut down and what they're telling us is that conservative points of views are dangerous when really it's just all a part of the political discussion you have the left point of view and you have the right point of view and it's your privilege talking Aaron. it's my privilege hey, i agree with check you, your though. privilege i 100 percent agree with you i work with people every day that what we do in our business is try and convince them to start a facebook business page if they don't have one already and let us manage it and all that wonderful stuff and so many no's i get a lot of no's from people who politically just don't want anything to do with Facebook for political reasons. They might know about all the benefits and all. They don't want to use it. They don't want to touch it with a 10-foot stick because of everything you're saying. That uh, They're controlling yeah. which information is put on their platform when they claim that they're unbiased, which is very dangerous because you have someone who's, <sighs> let's say, spreading an idea of a free market or a, a, just a regular capitalist ideas and they're just saying oh this is misinformation and um we're shutting it down and it's not based on the fact that your information is harmful to other people or your information is inherently untrue it has to do with the fact that there's an agenda and that like joe biden threatened them so now in in order to try and and be on the good side of the left they're just shutting down any talks from the right side and it's just very dangerous for the discussion in it's this country dangerous but it's legal and they have the loopholes and they have because the they are the a private company it would be one thing if they said we are a left-wing social media platform right. that only like allows a one-sided discussion the daily wires exactly. exactly fox news cnn they're just choosing a side and they have the legal right to 100 percent. exactly but facebook claims to be a platform not a a political um agenda they claim to just be a way literally an ad they just claim to be a way of 
Yeah. This oh, is an ad. Is ben a- Shapiro has a new book called The Authoritarian Moment. It's about how the leftists <laughs> have taken over. This is not Aaron's intention, by the way. I just realized. Uh, the left is taking over uh, all the powerful platforms in the world. So, uh, yeah. Ben lives in Boca, by the way. Go go get that book. Go get that book. How the left weaponized America's institutions against dissent. See? It's literally what you're talking about. Exactly. It doesn't sound like a book I would read, but... The authoritarian moment? I don't have patience. This is- I, I, I just got the perfect <laughs> summary from Aaron. That's true. That's all I Thanks, needed Aaron. to know. Like... Well, I'm that's why I think Trump's making his own social media now, though. Yeah, uh, but, but basically, the end result is most likely going to be where you have left-wing social media and right-wing social media, and everyone's going to hate their neighbors because right. the political, um, the way politics is fought nowadays is that if you're on the left side, you're a bad person. If you're on the right side, you're a bad person. It's all about perspective. So Depends who you but are. But politics was never like that. It wasn't like... Oh, because you have this beliefs, you're a bad person. It yeah. was always like we differentiate. I don't believe that these beliefs will look make at the, the way, country look better. Look at the way Jews argue. Like, let's go all the way back to the Talmud, the rabbis when they have their discussions, because they're trying to find the bottom line, what's the best. And there's always two sides, and sometimes they never get resolved, and we don't know the answer. At the end of the day, their their goal was okay. We love the person at the other end of the table. We have disagree. a different, we disagree, but yet at the same time, both of us are true. There was never one who wasn't true. When it comes to politics, it's two sides that are both untrue. At, at, because they both believe, I'll, I'll tell you personally, the, what I believe is that the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, the, yes, they have great things, but they also have certain uh, uh, things that they sign, certain bills that they approve, certain laws that they run through that don't really fit with what I agree with morally. So, therefore, yeah. the whole thing falls apart for me. Both it's crazy how rare me. it is. It's crazy how rare it is for... Because everything, like, like now, masks, left side lo- love masks, right side hates. Vaccines, yeah. left side, like, every single thing, like, one side picks a, picks a side, everyone picks a side, and then boom. That's, right that's, side has this, right no side truth. has this. There's no truth anymore. Everything. It's just that's, about destroying that's the That's very dangerous as well, but another dangerous, another dangerous thing on top of that, besides for splitting every single thing and making everything political... You're saying, oh, if you believe in that, that makes you a bad person. Yeah. And and it's not like there's no discussion. It's just like, oh, you're a bad person because you believe in this. So I'm just going to ignore you because I don't like to associate with bad people. Mm-hmm. And it's just you're turning your neighbors into uh, people that you hate. Well, and, and first it's of all, it's the label that's dangerous. When we walk around with a label, our Trump flags, our Trump bumper stickers, our Biden stickers, those are all labels, which end up just putting us into a certain category in other people's brains. When I see a Biden sticker, this person automatically goes into a certain category for me, right? We all do that. The problem is is that we don't care about the other people. Mm. We just care about the, the whole party. That's why it's dangerous. It's like wars. If you take it down to the individual level, yes, let's say America versus Afghanistan, right? You put the soldiers one-on-one with each other. There's no problem. There's, they, can, they can relate. They're both humans. They have families and children and wives and all that stuff. They're the same. You know, they're just soldiers. But then you put, it's us versus Afghanistan. Afghanistan versus America. So then when it becomes, oh, it's, they unite. They build power. They get a leader, of course. You need a leader who's running the whole, you know. And then it becomes us versus them. And it's dangerous because you're not looking at a person. You're looking at a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter. Republican or a Democrat, and we we unhumanize. And once we unhumanize people, we just 
turn them into a thing, into a statistic, into a number, then we are desensitized. We say things that we don't mean. We act in ways that we don't want to act. Mm-hmm. Like people fight over politics. People beat each other up. People mm-hmm. riot and all this. No, horrible. people want to like like lose friends because they they're Trump supporters. Families supporters. families break apart because of this stuff, and it's silly. I think we should stop ending with AOC lib. It just makes us so negative. Ugh, no, we're not negative. We're just, I think <laughs> it's just because it, politics fetching. sucks. There's yeah. nothing worse than politics, honestly. Yeah, but it's fun to talk about, and oh, and we could always bring. The thing is, the discussion's important, regardless of if you're gonna look at me as a bad person for giving my thoughts on politics. It's always um, nice to talk oh, about. I, it. I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's not fine. what I meant. But I think that we should bring. Um, one new topic um, or or segment to the podcast, which is called, drumroll please, the disclaimer of the week. Oh, let's yeah. get it, boys. <laughs> this is a very um, exciting segment. We have segment. A, let's, a let's get it, boys button, by the way. Can I, have a, can I say my disclaimer? Uh, well, a, so, so let's explain disclaimer. it. Let's, let's explain. Wait, I just had a disclaimer. I have a disclaimer. So, everybody, so the idea of the disclaimer of the week is everybody says their disclaimer and however crazy however wild however regular however right, boring it is and once you say it we just have to uh, give our thoughts on that disclaimer okay. so wait it's one second it's disclaimers of the week well it's our disclaimer of the week I got it, I got so it. let's say ec goes first it's ec dis- ec's disclaimer of the week Sorry and then you that. go our second it's your disclaimer of the week and then my uh, it'll be our own disclaimer of the week okay okay so ec's 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 going first so uh my disclaimer is america's gone this country sucks and uh, we should have moved to Eretz Yisrael because then we'll get along maybe a little more yeah maybe not with off. our non-jewish neighbors at least not yet but we should all move to Israel and live there, and then uh, it'll be easier. This might be the most controversial thing, and just there's a thought in yours, a controversial thing that I ever said on the Three Moroccan podcast. Um, because we're not allowed to move to Israel while it's under Jewish regime, or we're not, uh, Israel's not allowed to be owned by Jewish regime until Mashiach comes. There's it's perfectly fine halakhically because we have Arabs on the Knesset. Oh. So loophole, Boom. loophole, baby. Nature is just got <laughs> exactly all over the world. If you think if you if you're Nature Karta out there and Nature Karta out there and you think that Israel's run by Jews, you're wrong. Like yeah. actually, factually incorrect. Israel is run by a multitude of Arabs, Russians, and random people. I didn't know that. And I'm not so, a Karta. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, all the Nature Karta is just... They got, say like, oh, because we can't be in Israel before the times of Mashiach. We, it can't be run by Jews. It's false. But they live in Israel. They, they do, do live in Israel. They, <laughs> they just believe that Israel can't be run by Jews. That's why they put Palestine flags. But Israel isn't run by Jews. That's it's the funny thing is that the Palestinians, listen, they love them. Listen, there's nothing yeah. sadder than a confused person. You know what I want? Yeah. I want to show. I want to like go to the Palestinians. Like they actually like the Nature Cards. That they think they're like awesome. They like the real Jews. Is what they call them. Like we should just ask the Nature Cards. So what if Mashiach comes tomorrow? Do you want to take the land from the Palestinian Palestinians now? Yeah. <laughs> Palestinians would be like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I, then, and I, we, I have a disclaimer. It's more like a quote. So it could be any, literally anything. It says here the Lubavitcher Rebbe said this. So. I didn't want to say the name because I'm, I want to confirm the source, but it seems to be from a legitimate source. It says, to be kind is more important than to be right. Many times what people need is not a brilliant mind that speaks, but a special heart that listens. Wow. Like all those listeners that we have. 
Yes. Yes. Our heart goes out to our listeners that have to go through 50 minutes of us talking about random things. <laughs> about random things. I feel for you. And if you made it this far, um, we have awesome. we have some therapists. We can. Aaron, chill out. Aaron, let's end off with your disclaimer. My disclaimer of the week. Oh, this is this is too much. This is way too much pressure because I came I came up with this disclaimer of the week. Um, my disclaimer of the week is that Batman is one of the three Moroccan. Really? He is. He really is. He is a Moroccan. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you next week. God willing, have a great night. Yeah. All right. See you guys.